Hello and welcome to Digital Dialogues. I'm your host, Marissa Wyman, and today's topic is ChatGPT and creativity, AI, and content creation. We'll be discussing how ChatGPT can be a tool for creative writing, generating content, and collaboration with human creators. Today, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Danny. Danny, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Hey, thanks for having me on. So my name is Daniela Oosterreich. I usually just go by Danny. I am a Gulf Coast State College alumnus, so I graduated from here with my bachelor's degree. And I'm currently a graduate degree student at the University of Florida. All right. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. So uh, I know that you have a lot of strong feelings about ChatGPT, but I just want to start off with the fact that this topic was created by ChatGPT along with 20 others, but this is the one we decided to focus on because it just kind of fit perfectly for what we're talking about today. <laughs> I figured that'd be a great balance too. Um, and I think that ties beautifully into the topic for today's generating content through ChatGPT. So naturally all the topics come from ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. But I will say I'm very proud to admit that all of the research I did for today was not done through Yay! ChatGPT. I figure <laughs> I got to balance it out somewhere. Um, yeah, that's interesting because I don't think I've ever used ChatGPT other than to reword um, an email. I've never used it for content creation. Have you? Um, here and there. It's been interesting to pick and choose kind of on the professional and the career side where you can get information that you wouldn't have had readily available on your brain. It just cuts the thinking time down for sure. So I've definitely used it, I would say, both in my studies and for personal use. Um, So obviously what we do here at Gulf Coast, um, where I'm employed, and what I do in my studies at UF is very technically driven. Um, So there's lots of terminologies, lots of information that you've got to do, research that has to be done. Uh, But personally, I'm actually a writer on the side. And so I do frequently use ChatGPT to help with some of that I would say story building and a little bit more of the fun, creative writing aspects of what I do. Interesting, because when I hear content creation, my mind immediately goes to YouTube for whatever, social media, social influencers. Um, But it's interesting to use it for personal writings, or even you could use it to come up with uh, musicals and plays. Do you think that that can be a tool to enhance creativity? Or on the other side, do you think that doles the individual's creativity and um, critical thinking in a way to come up with it on their own? Is it authentic? I think it's a little bit of both in a really, really beautiful way. Um, I find that ChatGPT specifically or AI-based language models are really great tools for creative writing, but I think the big distinction that you have to know going into the usage as someone, as a client or as a user is what is your intention with the information that you pull from the language model? The best way to look at it is if you go into the intention, go into it with the intention of augmenting or adding to your work, you're approaching it from a very ethical point of view, and I would qualify that personally as okay. But if you're going in with the mentality of using AI to replace content, like digital art, having ChatGPT write you a story, and then publishing that story that you didn't write yourself, then I think you're bordering an ethical line that would consider it not good use Mm -hmm. um, or maybe not fair to use AI in that way. But as long as you're using it to add to your content as opposed to replacing your content, I think that's where that ethical line balances out. Um, In terms of using AI for creative writing, I was doing a little bit of research and tried to find ways that people are using creative writing currently. Um, So this was actually coming from an article by LinkedIn from August of last year, 2023. And some of the pros that it gave towards AI is that it assists in the creation of original plots and well-rounded characters. 
right? You can go to ChatGPT and say, hey, here's a basic prompter idea, and ChatGPT will respond with suggestions or any other information that it can to spark inspiration. Mm -hmm. You can also use ChatGPT to overcome creative blocks, which I myself have had to deal with personally very often. And the way that the article explained it was, quote, you have a creative companion that's available around the clock. And that kind of convenience, I think, is really, really great in today's day and age. ChatGPT can provide you an almost instantaneous response to any question that you provide it. Interesting, because I guess if you have no one available to bounce an idea off of, ChatGPT could be a very useful avenue. I never really thought of it as a um, companion to bounce ideas off of. Um, I think most people think of it as just, you know, this generation is lazy and they can't come up with anything themselves. But I think it really has to do with the intent of why are you using ChatGPT? I also, digital art, you brought up, that's interesting because I see a lot of debates online about digital art and if people who create digital art are real artists. And it goes back and forth because traditional artists or even artists who use like um, tablets, um, electronic art, would, I find, say, lean towards yes, but then I see the AI artist defending themselves and it's always, you don't know how much like work goes into this and coding and, and all that stuff. What are your thoughts on that? I think in the realm of like physical, tangible art that we're talking about, whether that be digital or traditional, um, I'm not the one that has the most experience in mm -hmm. all that. I don't have an artistic hand, not truly. Um, so it's tough to say. But like I said, it, if I approach it in the way that I approach writing, if you're using it alongside your content instead of replacing your content, that's the best way. And I know that's, that's like a repeated sentence from before, but that is the most basic line and guideline that I use for it, where personally, that's how I can justify it. Mm, now, I think any business has the right and or creator or creative has the right to decide where their ethical line stands with AI. I've met people who are all for team AI and absolutely want to integrate it into everything that they do um, and continue to develop it because it's a really, really cool technology that's fairly recently developed and released to the public. Then that's great. But then I've also um, have met the more traditional loyalists who think, no, chat GPT is absolutely wrong. We should leave creativity absolutely in the hands of humans. Mm -hmm. And so it's tough to consider and to to find a hard boundary mm -hmm. on where AI sits in comparison, um, especially in the physical art realm of things. But I think looking back at kind of what AI or chat GPT specifically was in the early beginning makes you consider where is the intention behind what they want to do with it. And I recently went to a conference in Orlando, and one of the topics they touched on was AI and how everyone thinks AI is so recent, but it's really been around for 20 years. I think it's just more accessible now. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? So, yeah, I've got a little bit of information on that. So an article that I read from Rudders.com, uh, this was February of last year, 23, that it was published. ChatGPT has only really been around since... I think it was released in November of 22. Mm. So it was released to the public in November of 22. That's when it was initially released. Um, and ChatGPT, of course, was developed by OpenAI. Um, I think we're on version 3.5 now. That's like the free version of ChatGPT. Um, they also offer a version 4 that is a paid access only. But for what 3.5 is, it's not terrible. So ChatGPT was originally released in November of 22. And then by January of 23, only two months after it was launched to the public for free, 
it gained over 100 million users in only a two-month time frame, which is insane for something that's only a couple of years old. Right, and also I heard that that is more um, use than Netflix got in its whole span of existence. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it um, the uh, the couple years that Chat GPT has been around, uh, it has gotten more traffic flow and use than what Netflix has been around for like almost fifteen years, something like that. I remember when you could mail Netflix. So <laughs> I remember <laughs> that is crazy. The article even went on to talk about how TikTok achieved the over a hundred million user mark in nine months, as opposed to two for Chat GPT. And Instagram, it took two and a half years to reach over 100 million users. So, like, out of all of the new software that's been going around that people are using, ChatGPT absolutely blew it out of the water. Wow. And I wonder, that's so interesting because, and then we can get into the debate of education, school, um, students who use ChatGPT to help construct uh, or edit their original works, Versus students who use and depend on ChatGPT for entire essays to turn in. As um, a, a master's degree student, how do you feel about that? Have you used it in your uh, own work? I have used it in association with my schoolwork. So professors at UF, please do not worry. Um, I've had to write several articles uh, or rather papers for what I do at UF. I mean, it, I'm averaging a six-page paper a week uh, for my graduate studies. So uh, very often we've got word counts that are locked into what I do. I will write my paper of my own original content, original thinking, my own research. I do not use AI to write the article for me. But very often I will take sections of what I've written. And you can place your content within quotations in ChatGPT and say, hey, will you grammar check quotations this section for me? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I am... Uh, I've written too much quotations, my original content. Could you shorten this for me? And ChatGPT will rewrite it for you in a sense. Mm-hmm. One could argue that, yes, ChatGPT is writing the article for you, but really and truly I'm taking my original content as a basis for what the language model will use. And so it's taking my words and rewriting my words based upon my request. I see it in that instance, I feel that it's um, extremely justifiable to use. It's either that or the old-fashioned way of going and reading throughout your thing, which will take so much time. And I think if you used it as um, a tool, as you're using it and many other companies and students use it, rather than a replacement for thought, um, it's deemed acceptable. Not in some people's eyes. Some people will be against it for the rest of their lives. Um, But I think it's as it becomes, it sticks around longer and it's more used, it's really going to be a part of everyday life in education. It's here to stay. And in that note, uh, another article that I saw, this was from June of last year, so the most recent of all the articles that I've looked into, uh, it talks a little bit about the pros and cons of ChatGPT. It was written by Medium.com. And the pros as well, I mean, we're talking efficiency, we're talking saving time, right? That's a big one from users that are involved with ChatGPT. I mean, some of the other pros that they talk about are the multilingual capabilities, which is really, really impressive. ChatGPT currently has access and can provide information in over 95 different languages. Wow. And that's insane, right? That is such a great way to involve so many different communities of the world to use their service. Um, But playing to some of those cons, right? 
yes, ChatGPT can be super helpful. It saves me time as a student. It saves me time as a worker. But at the same time, the two cons that I thought most notable were the dependency mm. on ChatGPT, right? It's a great thing to use, but when we trade convenience for time, mm -hmm. I think you'll start to notice some of those downfalls, right? Where when we don't have it, we seem to struggle and or we maybe would take longer than what we would have taken originally to do something because we've now conditioned ourselves to be comfortable with convenience. Um, and then the other one that I pointed out was quality and accuracy mm -hmm. as a con. Yes, ChatGPT can be really awesome for giving you tons of suggestions, um, a great starting point for your research, provide you different context for questions that you have, but you should always approach AI with a fine-tooth comb. Yes, it can give you answers if you ask it for it, but are those answers really truly correct? And something that we're finding with AI is that the more information, because it's a learning software, right? The more mm -hmm. you put into it, the more it'll learn internally and be able to provide out. Something that we're finding more and more lately, ChatGPT is showing issues with its accuracy. It's now become a software that's oversaturated with information. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're considering over 100 million users. So much information is put in. There's a potential that we're overwhelming the AI, and now the accuracy is not quite right because so many people have put in information. That's interesting because I would have thought, well, maybe it needs more information to give you an accurate answer. Um, maybe it, it just hasn't um, had that information inputted into it yet. But on the flip side, you're saying that because there's so much information from so many users, uh, it's giving inaccurate information, which is the complete opposite of what I would have originally thought. That's very interesting. And I wonder if that's up to just the creators to come up with an updated version. I mean, it's always going to be a work in progress. I'm sure we'll have a – I don't know how frequent the update com up comes out, but with so many users, I'm sure we'll have another version soon. And I wanted to touch on what you said about the dependency on it because while I don't use ChatGPT very much, I do use Grammarly. And Grammarly has an option where you can um, tune your, your sentence. So if I write an email, I can press the little improve it. That's it, improve it. And you can make the email sound friendlier or persuasive or shorten it, simplify it. And... I find using that, um, sometimes when I'm writing, I have the mindset of, it's fine, I don't have to put this much into it, I'll just put it through the thing, and uh, it, it's it's fine. And with an email, I can get away with that, because it's quick emails of, I need this, are we down for this, you know, type thing. But I myself have found myself, found it harder to write, just kind of, simple paragraphs or uh, emails when I can just write a few sentences and then put it through the Grammarly and prove it and just say, make it more detailed. I wonder how our future generations, I don't know if this is being used in K through 12 or, <laughs> or if it's, um, because I'm, I'm sure high school students are already using this. I mean, I would have. It's interesting, like the, our, our students, losing that passion for writing, cognizance like for writing, uh, and grammar because of these systems? I think that's a really good question to ask. And I think it's one that we'll just kind of have to wait and see how things pan out. 
I'm sure that um, students in K through high school, I mean, are absolutely using AI, even if they don't think they are using it mm. at the front of their minds. Um, whether or not the schools will eventually learn to adapt to that, I have no idea. That's kind of one of those that you could really leave up to a coin toss. Even in the working environment, I mean, that you and I share, the decision on whether or not AI is allowed or not is really up to the independent supervisor. Like mm -hmm. big businesses as well cannot decide how they're going to integrate AI, if at all, and where the boundaries lie on what it is allowed to do. Well, uh, I want to thank you for sitting with me today and talking about this. And um, I'm glad that you agreed because you're you're certainly more versed on ChatGPT than I am. I am I'm a simple check my grammar girl. <laughs> and again, I'm not writing master papers. So <laughs> I just want to thank you for coming on. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. For more episodes of Digital Dialogues, you can find our podcast and all the podcasts here hosted at Gulf Coast State College on every streaming platform, uh, Apple Music, Spotify Music. We are on all major streaming platforms. You can find all our podcasts and many more. You can also find a write-up of this conversation on Commodore Waves. That is the online article service provided by Gulf Coast State College. You can view original articles written by our students and staff. In our next episode, we'll be joined by Caleb Erskine, and we'll be talking about anime and how it has become more accessible over the years with the help of digital media and advances in digital technology. 